Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we bring in Tommy Media sports editor Matt Curry to talk about the potential of St. Thomas getting expelled from the MIAC. We bring on St. Thomas football strength and conditioning coach Austin Yoakum, and we talk about the 2019 Masters Tournament and the NBA and NHL playoffs. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Ball Rolling, episode number four. I'm joined today by our producer, Althea Larson, and we also are bringing in our sports editor, Matthew Curry. Welcome, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So today, our first segment, we're going to talk about, we're going to dedicate it to the MIAC. There has been just a huge uproar in the MIAC right now, for those of you who don't know. And we've kind of booted my co-host, Alex, out of this segment because, for those of you who don't know, he is a member of the football team. And he is not allowed to talk about this topic, or he could potentially be done with his football career, which we don't want that. So we're just going to talk to Althea and Matt about this MIAC topic. So, Matt, why don't you start us off a little bit of what you think. Just give everybody a rundown on what's going on in the MIAC right now. Yeah, so basically uh, right now there is going to be a meeting on uh, April 18th, pretty much just kind of talking about, like, uh, changing the rules, changing the laws so that – there would be like a limit on how many students will be enrolled uh, into uh, the campuses in the MIAC. And with that new uh, law, uh, St. Thomas would pretty much be breaking it because we have about like 4,000 students, which is... Uh, we have 6,000. We have 6,000. That's what the, yeah, the have, rule would be over like 6, over 4,000. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Like the rule is going to be like you can't have more than 4,000 students. So obviously we'd be like breaking that rule. So we would be... Uh, voted to be kicked out of the MIAC in May. Um, yeah, there's just been a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, literally, like no one's really kind of talking about this. Kind of like what you said, with Alex is not able to talk about this. It's uh, it's been kind of crazy, actually. I mean, I remember when we were downtown at the uh, U.S. Bank when this story broke. I mean, literally, like I was freaking out because I was about to see Coach Izzo for the first time, and <laughs> like. I get this text message saying that we're about to be kicked out of the MIAC, and I'm like, oh, man, like, my whole day just changed. And literally from that moment on, it's just been uh, it's just been a whirlwind of events. I know. It's crazy. I, in my opinion, I don't think it should happen. This It wouldn't be good for the school, the history of the MIAC. Like, I mean, St. Thomas was a part of, like, the founding schools the founding, of the exactly. MIAC. Yeah. Like, how are you going to just – kick them out exactly. because they're being successful I like, yeah exactly like i don't i don't agree with it really to be honest i mean we we literally like created the mayak like we helped create like this d3 like powerhouse and literally you're just like oh well you know you're too talented you got to go somewhere else and it's like that's that's not fair like that's mm-hmm. not literally like what like sports is about like it's, it's about bringing people together and just having fun like it's not about like oh well you know, we're losing every time we play you, so we don't want to play you anymore. Like, that that shouldn't be what, like, the MIAC should be standing for. But, exactly. you know, that's just my opinion. And one of the biggest questions is, is where would we go? If, if we do get kicked out of the MIAC, mm-hmm. where are we going to go? The WIAC conference? Yeah, yeah that's Division what they're two? thinking. <laughs> yeah, that literally, like, the, the big thing, I guess, uh, with all the info I got is that we could potentially be going to the WIAC, which is just a, a little bit tougher D3 uh, division. But, like, I, I don't. I don't see us going there. And then otherwise, if we don't, then we'd be either going independent and playing teams like all over the country or we'd be going to Division Two. And like that's it's just it's not fair for for us right now. 
Exactly. Um, so they vote on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's the meeting with the Mayak presidents, yes. correct? Yes. Yep. It's all 13 Mayak presidents. And literally, like, it's there's no media that's going to be there. This is not a public event. They're like, not even saying where they're meeting. No. Literally, they're like, not telling they're anything. Being, it's very secretive. It's very, it's very secretive. secretive. <laughs> like, I'm actually very surprised by how secretive this is. I mean, I am. Uh, I have a belief of where it's going to be, which mm-hmm. could potentially be in Bloomington, where the Mayak, uh, like the, their yeah. their Mayak headquarters are. So you know, I have reason to believe it's there. But literally, like no one's saying like if they're meeting at a Perkins, is no one saying like they're meeting at like n- they're, they're gonna n- grab a coffee at Dumbo's. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it could happen. I mean, literally, just pull in, be like, oh hey, look at oh we shouldn't be here. All right, well. I mean, <laughs> So, you know, it's just been uh, it's been very secretive, like very hush hush. And um, it's just been I guess it's taught me a lot about this this business also is that, you know, you're not always going to get the story. And, you know, you just got to be patient and let the story come to you and um, also try and find it at the same time. You know, it's it's kind of a little bit of a balance. You know, you got to go find the story. But at the same time, you just got to be patient and let the story come to you as well. So, um, you know, I guess uh, with anything, I really want to give credit to uh, Caruso, who actually was uh willing to talk to us and you know he pretty much just said you know he's he's accepting this and you know it is what it is and he's thankful to have all the time that he had in the Mayak and he hopes to continue that but if not you know he's just thankful for the days that he had here and you know I just thought that that was a lot of leadership yeah I thought that that was a lot of courage and um you know I had nothing but respect for him after that interview and um you know have you talked to any players yeah, no, not really. No, um, yeah. they can't really talk about it though, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they were able to talk about it, I wouldn't be here right now, yeah. and and now we'll be talking about this. You're so, right. you know, it's uh, it's been very um, it's been very difficult trying to talk to people and get their opinions on this, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I understand. You know, you don't want to danger yourself or danger, you know, St. Thomas in this uh, very difficult time. So, you know, it is what it is. I guess at this point is is all I can say on that. Exactly. So just a question. I don't know if you I think I read that Mm -hmm. if we do get expelled, we won't have a season until 2021. Is that correct? Uh, I thought that we would uh, still have the seasons. It just wouldn't take effect until 2021. Yeah. So we'd still be playing because like all the games are still for our schedule. But we once that new schedule is taking place, then we would be out. Okay. that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Because, yeah, we still have Tommy Johnny at Alliance Field next season. Exactly. Don't don't freak out. (laughs) <laughs> they cannot no. just cancel Tommy no, Johnny. No, they cannot cancel Tommy Johnny just like that. No. But that's also another thing. Like, that huge rivalry, where would yeah, that go if exactly. we – That's done. Like, no like, Tojo anymore. Literally, like, that's, that's really what the – that's literally what football season is about. I mean, literally, like, I was watching um, college football on ESPN, and literally right before I went to uh, Collegeville uh, this past season, literally they had, like, a whole segment on Tommy Johnny. And I'm like, how can you get rid of that, like, rivalry? Like, that is – that's college – football like exactly. that's that's the beauty of like the mic that's everything we are like, i mean literally like you can't have saint thomas or saint john's without tommy johnny like literally everyone knows that and it's it just like in so much press and exactly coverage, like to the whole conference itself i know and they're gonna boot us and like they're gonna lose that. exactly i mean even saint john's has said like that's that's like why we should not get rid of this like this is this is really what we are about is just coming together as a community and like just playing football and stuff i mean yeah you have these rivalries and stuff but at the same time you know you're just able to play football you're able to play sports and just get together i mean it shouldn't be really this competitional thing like the rivalry is cool but at the same time it's just a lot of fun 
Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's like it's not pressure like, oh, you know, I can't stand you or I can't stand this or it isn't anything like that. You know, at the end of the year, it's, you know, all it is is really bragging rights for the year. You know, as soon as the game's done, it's like, oh, we won or darn, we lost. So, well, we'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's really all it is. So I don't get why, like, everyone's like, oh, we got to leave or we got to push them out. Has St. John said, like, have we heard much yeah. from them? Because like, there there's a couple schools mm-hmm. that are, like, pushing there, other there's schools some, yeah. Like, yeah. to, like, kick us out. But well, I don't what, remember if St. John's was a part of that. Um, well, what I my interpretation of this is that St. John's is totally for us. Like, literally, they're just okay. totally okay, for good. us um, and, and keeping us in here. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much. <laughs> I know. I never thought I'd say that. But thank you, Johnny, so much for, uh, for supporting us. Um, and uh, I guess there's teams like um, – you know, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the teams that really want to push us out, but I guess like St. Olaf is a team that really is kind of pushing for this, especially mm-hmm. with us, you know, beating them 97-0 one time. That. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that. I guess that really, really kind of, you know, severs some ties there. But, um, you know, I don't really know, like at this point, what other teams there are that's like for it or against it. You know, really like, um, yeah, I guess it's very even keel right now, but, um, you know, anything could happen at this point i mean we could either be in or literally like in a few in like a month from now we could literally be out of the mayak and you know based on the information that i have it can literally go either way at this point it's it's the the table's very even um it has to be nine out of the 13 schools yeah. correct mm-hmm. okay yep mm-hmm. we need uh nine teams to to say like let, let's keep them in and i mean i've heard uh, rumors that you know we could potentially be out because of some mm-hmm. um, because of some academic things um, or because of some institutions that we uh, brought to this school. But you know, at this point, as long as we as long as there's no facts on it right now, I'm not too worried about it. It's just a rumor. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's still hope for us being in the MIAC. Exactly, and I mean Thursday's meeting doesn't mm-hmm. really no. determine this. So. No, literally, all it is is pretty much just saying, do we want to make this law? Do we really want to vote on this in May? You know, all in favor of that, say aye, and that's that's yeah. literally what the meeting is. Which would be amazing if it doesn't even get passed through Thursday. That would be, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but we wouldn't have to deal with any of this. But like, oh we'll my see. goodness, that would literally be just Christmas in I don't know. April, I guess. But I kind of feel like that it might go through, and then there's yeah. voting, and that'll be the yeah. Big. I, I feel that'll like be a big story. It'll be yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I definitely feel like it's gonna go uh, to May, but then I feel like that's when everything is really going to happen. I, and honestly, I'm really happy that it's not, you know, right now and that it is in May so that, mm-hmm. you know, everyone can cool off a little bit, take some time off, just think about these things. Do you really want us out of the Mayak? Yep. And then, you know, you come together and then you're like, okay, I had some time to think about it. You're not in the moment because obviously, you know, as you know, you know, when you're in the moment, when you're like really upset, you know, you're not really thinking about every consequence. You're not really thinking about everything. Has this been brewing though? Like, I feel like this just came out of Okay, well, I wrote an opinions piece about this a few (laughs) weeks ago saying, like, I think we should stay where we are. St. Thomas is good at what we do. Like, our competition is fine, everything. And then just a couple weeks later, this comes out. Well, that's that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Did somebody see this? Suddenly it's just like, oh, all these schools want to kick us out. And I was like, yeah, where did this come out of? Where did this come from? It just came out of nowhere. I mean, literally, like, we were fine. having, like, secret secret meetings without St. Thomas out. Like, I don't know if, like, literally they've been having, like, Facebook message parties or, like, if they've been on Slack and just really talking to everybody about this. (laughs) They got their own MyX Slack Slack channel. But didn't the Star Tribune come out with this article? Yeah, literally, they they came out with it that Friday. Yeah, like. It, it literally just came out with it and like it was i thought it was everything sent was to nice you. and calm yeah literally 
and everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And then out of nowhere, like the Star Tribune, just at like, what, 1030 p.m. is like, oh, guess what? St. Thomas is going to be out of the Mayak. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I thought everybody was cool with each other. Like, what? where did this come from? Um, that is a good question. I never even thought about, like, where did this all, like, come out of, like, spark from? Yeah. Yeah. I would, if I could ask questions like that, I would love to just be like, you know, how did you how did you form this, like, idea? Like, did you, did you guys come up with it? Like, did you plan this, like, in the football season? Mm-hmm. Was this, like, just you know during day term or something and you really decided yeah this is what we're gonna do like where did this idea come from who and who really was the main person like I would love to know which team really was like the the force that was like that's it we're done like that that's it and I guess like the big thing is um with teams like St. Olaf they said uh I guess uh that if we are staying in the Mayak that they would leave so that's that's really why oh, they've decided that. to have this vote. So literally, it's like, whoa. Go ahead. <laughs> I would love to say that, but, you know, I'm yeah. a, I'm the sports editor, so I, I can't have, be biased about these certain <laughs> exactly. things. Exactly. So McAllister would replay or yeah. take St. Thomas's spot. spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wasn't McAllister one of the founding Yeah, they were one of the, the founders. When did, when, did, yeah. when did they leave? Uh, you know, I think they left like a few years ago. Literally, I, I don't remember. I don't have the specific day. Where are they day. playing right now? Um, what conference? I honestly... They? they might I, be independent? Yeah, I think they, I they might be independent or something. I'm not I'm not completely sure about that. Literally, I just know that um they really didn't want to play us anymore because, okay. I mean, kind of like what... Specifically or like the Mayak? I think it was really like... Uh, had something to do with us. I mean, okay. compared to like what everybody's talking about with us right now, because of like really us being able to just get like the tougher athletes and stuff and being able to win as much. Um, I felt like that was a lot of why they were like, yeah, we're just going to leave the Mayak. And, you know, obviously you had teams like St. John's and Bethel as well uh, to where like, you know, it wasn't just us that forced them out, but I, I feel like, you know, they, they just didn't feel like they were able to compete with us as much. So they decided to leave the Mayak and just, kind of find a better division to play in for them and now that we're going to be out potentially you know they would say okay well we're going to come back in then because everybody has a chance at winning the Mayak again which in my opinion is still kind of crazy because like I just said you still got St. John's and Bethel two are very very strong football teams I mean literally both of them went really did really well in the playoffs this Mm -hmm. year I mean, literally, we weren't even in it, and like they, I think they even went to like the elite eight or something like that. Like literally, they're they're one of the top two teams in exactly. Division three. And football. that win against when Bethel beat St. Thomas, that's yeah. what really helped them get into yeah. the NCAA tournament. Exactly. Yeah, that was a playoff game. That was literally a playoff game, and I didn't realize Bethel was as strong as they were until I saw them play, and it was like this team is tough. I mean, literally, people may not really realize that, but this team is actually very very tough. So it's not just us that's, like, dominating the Mayak. Literally, we, we have two teams in there that are just flat out can play football. I mean, I, 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 can, I can't put it any other way. They're just, not, they're just dominant. And this wouldn't affect just football. It would affect all sports. Yeah. And what I'm confused about is, yeah, we're really good at football, but aren't we, like, Yeah, we're pretty very ab- good. Pretty yeah. really good at other things, too. Yeah. Are, we, are we, like, a lot better? better at other yeah. things or are we Literally, pretty yeah. even with no. some of the other men's schools? and women's soccer in the fall is really good yeah okay men. volleyball is good yeah basketball men's, is men's and women's very basketball good are so we're just good. like way yeah. better women's than hockey is really very good, good. Yeah. really good across the board i mean exactly. literally like in our last and literally this season alone yeah. like we had the women's basketball team in the final four and then we had uh women's hockey in the final four so yeah. it's not just football like it's it's not i mean literally like we're just really good at pretty much every sport 
and I feel like everybody's just like, okay, you know what? You're too good. You just got to go somewhere else. I don't. We don't care where you go. Literally, it's like they it's don't care where we go. The they just can't. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you don't have to. You know, you can find somewhere else to play, but you just can't play here. They're like, you know, we're happy with you playing sports, but just not in the Mayak. And it's like, really? I the don't... whole Wyak thing, though, we'd have to travel so much. I yeah. feel like, which would be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time for would the athletes. Any games well, that, in that's that's home games. I mean, we. Will, I think we would. Oh uh, no, no. We literally, we'd have to go to the Wyak. Yeah, literally, like that's where we'd be going. And literally, that's the one thing also about it is if we went independent, that's going to be really expensive as well because we'd be going to potentially Nebraska one weekend, then Ohio the next weekend, then Wisconsin the next weekend, then Illinois, then Iowa. Literally, like, we'd be playing teams just anywhere. And then in, like you said, in the WIAC, we'd be traveling to, you know, let's let's see. So Whitewater, Lacrosse. Yeah, so we got Whitewater, Lacrosse, Oshkosh, Stout, you know, Stevens Point, Eau Claire. Eau Claire's the closest one. Yeah, literally. Like, that's, <laughs> An hour and a half. Woo! <laughs> like, yeah, so it, literally, like, that's ex- more expensive bus rides and stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of money there. And then if we go D2, then we'd have to give out scholarships, which yep. is even more money. Yeah. So, and facilities-wise, we'd have to do a little yeah. bit of improvement. So, so. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's only sports. But, you know, if we do have to do that, we could be raising, like, literally like the money that we pay here for tuition and stuff like literally it's, it's gonna be causing we don't need that <laughs> we do not need that no do you do you think we could do well d2 i if, think if we didn't have to worry about you know money cost, that's money, a that's a really that good stuff, question do you think we could succeed you know, in I, d2 i honestly think we could i honestly think we could i feel like you know in football we definitely could um i feel like uh i feel like it could be a how do i put this i feel like we could progress into it. I feel like maybe the first two years, you know, it kind of be a little bit of a struggle because we're new to it. You know, if you're new to it, you're not going to be as dominant as we were before. But, you know, once we know kind of like the charisma and like the chemistry that you need and the players that you need, I feel like once we understand that formula to have success, we're going to be we're going to be just as fine. So I feel like we definitely could get there if we go D2. I feel like it might take a little bit of time, maybe like three or four years, but eventually we're going to be able to play like we are in the Mac. You know, I, I feel, I definitely feel like, I definitely believe that. And then I feel like if we're in D2, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, they're, they're actually, you know, they're division two. So it's, you know, they were intrigued by, with St. Thomas, but the fact that we were D3, they were like, oh, you know, I don't really want to play there as much because, you know, they're, they're playing lower teams. But the fact that we're playing D2 is like, oh, hey, you know, I have a chance at playing, you know, tougher competition. I can get better with my game. And then I get a great education on the side. Like, that's perfect. So I feel like we definitely could uh, do something at the D2 level. I agree. I think we could compete with anyone, honestly, if we tried. There would just be some growing pains, and I think that would be kind of hard for the school to deal with at first because we are so used to our excellence and success in our athletic department that – it would be. It would take a while, but we could do it. Yeah, definitely. And then when you got coaches like Tower and and Sin and Caruso, like those are very very talented coaches. I mean, literally, when you see them coach, you just you're you're amazed by like how talented they are because they see things that literally like you never thought of, and literally you're just like, whoa, like I didn't realize that they were playing this defense, or like I didn't even see that play happen, and they literally saw it, like two or three plays before it even like occurred in your mind. I mean, they're very talented, so they they adjust very quickly. So I feel like with those type of coaches, we'll de, we'll we can definitely. We'll be fine wherever we are. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, any other thoughts, Althea? No, Matt, I, no. 
No. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. I, mean, I got lots of thoughts I'm, about it. I, mean, I know, but we I'm kinda, don't have enough time. You know, I guess, you know, on my last thing, I'm kind of sad because literally I'm a senior. So I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't know really how this plays out. But, you know, we'll I keep guess, you updated. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and, you know, let me let me throw this out there. I'm, I'm proud that you are going to be the uh, sports editor when I leave yeah, here. Yeah, Carly. I had, I had to put that in. Gonna be our I had to editor. put that in. I, I found that out and I was like, I was so proud. I was Aww. so excited. So, I'm following your footsteps, Matt. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today and bringing your insight into the Mayak Talk. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And to continue our football talk, we're going to be bringing, um, we'll be bringing back Alex Panos, <laughs> but we will also be having on uh, Tommy, strength and conditioning coach for the football team, Austin Yoakum. All right, now we have on uh, Coach Austin Yoakum here on the podcast today. Coach, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Like really that. good. We're good. It's warm out. Can't, yeah. can't be happier. Yeah. How's your day going? Really well. Yeah, we got outside nice and warm again. It's uh, On Monday, we were outside. It was like 30 degrees out yep. and not super warm, so it's really nice that the weather's yeah. starting to heat it back up. Alex was Thank super happy to have practice outside again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I was sweating a little bit today, just <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> So, Austin, we'll just start with a little bit of background on you. Could you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing at St. Thomas this year? What's your strength program? You created your own business, awesome, uh, Yoakum Strength Training. Yep. Just tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah, so I graduated from UST last year. Uh, I was on a football team here, track team here. Uh, that's how I got to know Alex. Um, and I uh, graduated. I knew I wanted to go into coaching. I uh, knew I wanted to impact people's lives. Like, I had coaches impact my life. Um, and kind of knew that was my passion. Uh, so I spent last six months at St. Olaf. Uh, I was doing their strength conditioning, doing their football coaching, that type of thing for their defensive line. And that's where I really started to grow, grew my passion. Uh, and that's kind of where Yoakum Strength started is I, I, I want to do something personal, work with more athletes than just what I had an access to uh, there. And it kind of grew from there. Um, and then I got the offer to come back to St. Thomas um, and come back to the family, uh, help with the legacy. And I came back here, and we've been here for the last three months working with the football team. Have you always wanted to do this, or was this just recently that you've wanted to become a strength trainer? No, um, I knew pretty early on. Uh, I had a high school coach that was pretty inspirational and had a big impact on my life and kind of changed my outlook on life. And he was, he was my strength coach. He was my head football coach, and that's when I realized um, if he can have that impact on me, I kind of want to have that impact on other people. So it was pretty early. So what would you say that is, like, the hardest part of your job? Um, and then what's, like, the most rewarding experience that you have in this profession to this point? Um, so hard, I would say, in quotations. It's, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's a ton of work. Uh, there's a lot of hours. There's a lot of – you have to do the research. You have to work with people. Um, growing the business side of it, like, it, it's a ton of hours. But I honestly, like, I, I can't say it's hard because I enjoy every second of sure. it. Uh, I get to work with people all day. Um, I get to work with people I consider friends. Uh, I get to see the impact you have on people's lives. Um, I think it's so rewarding that I, I can't really say it's super hard. Yeah. Yeah, ours is definitely something that I've heard um, from coaches all over the world always. But once again, it's the trade-off of being able to interact with people um, and make a difference in their lives. Exactly. And I, I know I know people that work 40 hours a week um, yeah. compared to, like, the 90 hours that some coaches work. Yeah. And the 40-hour person is miserable because they yeah. hate every single hour they work um and i enjoy all the 90 hours i work so it's it balances itself yep, out yeah i've heard you say multiple times that when you were playing here and a little bit after you were not a, in a great place mentally i've seen it on your instagram i've heard you say it before um was there like a specific turning point or was it just a coming com- or it was like a, a build up of things to get to that point? um 
Yeah, I, I, I'd say a combination of both. I think there was a big turning point, but all of that was the process that led to that sure. turning point. Um, at St. Thomas, I started to see success, uh, when I, and like when I reached that, uh, in quotations, pinnacle of like winning awards, that type of yep. thing, your senior year. Um, that's when I, I was always working towards that, and then I got to that point, and that was like, okay, now what? What like, else? Yeah. yeah, what else do I do now? Um, it wasn't, it didn't fulfill me like I thought it was going to fulfill sure. me. Uh, I got to the mountain. I'm like, okay, this isn't the mountain. This is this is a little hill. Yeah, and then. I was lost a little bit after that, after football, uh, and I went to St. Olaf, and I was there, and I was still lost, and I had a coach, or a kid, one of the kids that I worked with, he came up to me, and he was like, I want to be just like you when you grow up, um, and he told me this story about how, like, I inspired him, and I, I really looked, like, at myself, and I was like, dude, like, I, you don't want to be like me when you grow up, and that was really the big turning point for me, is, like, these kids see me as somebody, like, they want to be, and if I... I don't want them to be like me. I got to change who I am. I got to yeah. change how I'm living my life, that type of thing. So I think it was the process of leading up to climbing the mountain while pushing a bunch of people down the mountain to get to where I wanted to get to. And then realizing what I was at, what I thought was the mountain was not a mountain at all. It was just climbing something with no direction. Yeah. And we, we've talked about this a lot in the football team, but like if you affect people every day and you don't realize it. And that's kind of what that seems like what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you, uh, Jordan Peterson says this all the time. Uh, if you guys don't know about him, I'd recommend listening to him. But he, he makes a quote of, you can either, like every action you make either brings the world closer to heaven or hell. Uh, you either bring it towards something good or something bad. And um, it's just talking about those small actions. Like everything adds up. Everything you do adds up. And I think I was just making actions that were selfish continually over and over again. And it was leading to success on the football field, but like not fulfillment. And yeah. it just kind of added up to that moment. Sure. Sure. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, so now we're kind of going to go into a little bit of a controversial topic. We dedicate a portion of our show to the Mayak ordeal that's going on. We'd like to know what is your opinion on this whole Mayak situation that's going to go down this week and into May? Yeah, with uh, USD, I mean, they're just going to continue to push and not apologize for who they are and just continue to be excellent. That That's their goal. That's their mantra. That's who we're trying to be as a school, as a university. Um, Coach Caruso, I think, says it best is, like, just focus on yourself, um, every, like, extreme ownership, like, control what you can control, and I think that's kind of our focus there is not focusing on the, all the external things, not focusing on everything that's from the outside, just control what you can control and do it. Absolutely. How do you think people will respond if St. Thomas gets booted from the MIAC? Um, again, I think that's kind of folk taking the outside view of, like, looking at what other people are going to say about you. And uh, I think when you do that, I think you give up a little bit of control on your actions. Um, I think what we have to do is continue to focus on moving forward as a university, as a sports team, and then it's all going to come together in the end as long as you're making the right steps y yourself. And as a former player and now a coach, how do you think other, view, other schools view St. Thomas? Um, so even being at St. Olaf um, – the players, uh, when I was coaching at St. Olaf, one of their favorite games was to play St. Thomas. Um, and that was a thing. I, I, I've trained guys at Hamlin, trained guys at Gustavus, like all over. They all want to play St. Thomas. It's a lot For a lot of teams, it's their Super Bowl. So um, from what I've experienced, they like us because they want to beat us. It, it, it gives them a challenge. It makes them strive to be better. So from what I've experienced, that's kind of their Super and, Bowl. Yeah, and it's nothing different. So the high school I went to, it was kind of the same idea where we had a target on our back every week. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I think I fit in I fit in really well with St. Thomas is because it's the same thing. You, yeah. You're always on your toes. You know, people are – they're always going to play their best game versus you. 
they're always going to want to play their best game versus you. Yeah, and, and it makes you better and it makes them better. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I agree in that point where that's just it's. I think people see us as a as a team that they want to beat so badly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, a, like a, they mark it on the calendar every year. So if St. Olaf loved playing St. Thomas so much in football, why are they one of the schools that is kind of pushing towards this whole thing? Do you yeah, know? I'm not sure. I th- I th- <laughs> You're not there anymore, so yeah. you can't really speak on their behalf. Exactly, and I'm not sure um, what the players like and what the coaches like can mm-hmm. be totally different than what the school likes and the presidents and that yeah. type of thing. So I'm not sure. I was probably a little bit above my pay grade when I was at St. Mm-hmm. Olaf. So. What was the environment like when you were there? Uh, it was awesome. So a lot of uh, St. Olaf was, had a lot of ex-St. Thomas coaches, so mm-hmm. they're trying to instill the same culture that we have here. Um, I think, it, I mean, it was interesting. It was, it's a different culture, um, but they're trying to grow something there. Uh, at St. Thomas, we're trying to take the next step, going from great to the next, like, mountain, whereas they're still trying to climb that first mountain, and I think that was the biggest difference of witnessing. They're still trying to take that first step, where St. Thomas has already we've already taken those steps and we're trying to stay ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that for you professionally, it's probably very good that you're able to be at a place where we're at, you were at St. Thomas for four years. So you're at a different place at Olaf where you're trying to get up to where you need to be. And professionally, it's probably a good experience for you. Whereas you here, you've, you've, this is where we're trying to, we're at a place where we're good, but now we're just trying to take the next step. Yeah, exactly. And then again, just putting yourself in di- different situations yep. to allow growth. Like, People ask me, like, why, why'd you leave St. Olaf so quickly if you liked it? And I was like, I, I, I and they kind of, like, make it sound like I went there as, like, a mistake a little bit, but I, I don't feel like that at all. Like, I went there and I learned a ton, and you put yourself in different situations all the time. If I stayed at St. Thomas for the entire time, yep. uh, I already had these experiences and just trying to change that and put myself in different situations. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, lastly, what do you think would be our next option if St. Thomas gets kicked out of the MIAC? Where would we go? Um... I'm not sure. Again, that's going to be up to mm-hmm. people that are above me. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the best fit would be for us? Because you were a former player and now a coach. Best fit for us? Uh, <laughs> Division two, the WIAC, independent. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the Division three atmosphere. Yeah. I love being a Division three school, uh, competing. Um, really hope we don't lose the Tommy Johnny game. That's a fun uh, I one. I know. That's um, a big thing. But I, I think we're just going to press forward as right now. We're going to focus on ourselves. We're going to be the Division Three team, the best Division Three team we can, the best Division Three team in the nation, and continue from there. Awesome. Yeah, so on that, so I live right on Marshall, and the uh, the Minnesota United had the, a game at Allianz Field, and there was traffic all the way up to Marshall, which yeah. is it's bad for this Tommy Chiney game because there's going to be more people there than at the – Minnesota United game, so that's gonna be that's it's gonna be a lot of fun playing that game. I know we'll see how the, the city deals with it, but that's been a complaint about the St. Paul a lot is because they have no parking and stuff. Exactly. I, think, I guess people have, might have to. People walk. are gonna have to walk. Yeah. I think, but that's what I saw. People were parking along Marshall and walking all the way to Allianz Field. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's gonna a, be it's gonna, gonna be a fun nuts. game. It's gonna be there's gonna be some uh, that's gonna be a bad day for traffic. Bad day <laughs> bad day to be a commuter that day. To that Absolutely. Much. All right, so one of the things you do on your Instagram is you give a nugget of the day, which yep. I think a lot of people I appreciate. S- I see those every day. Yeah. I think people, <laughs> I'm a fan. I think, I think people appreciate them a lot. I like waking up and seeing them. Um, or actually, they're at, no, Sometimes they're, they're in the af- late afternoon. Different you know, times. All over the time. All yeah. the time. I like, I like seeing them a lot. Do you, would you like to give an exclusive, off the top of your head, nugget of the day for our listeners? Um, yeah. I, one of my favorite ones, and I, I'm reading uh, Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, and the first rule is um, stand up straight with your shoulders back. And his whole thing is like, 
if you want to change the world, you got to start with yourself. You got to change yourself first. And then when you change yourself, you build your own foundation. You stand up straight with your shoulders back. You respect yourself. You're allowed, you're able to help other people. You're able to help them stand up straight with their shoulders back. Sure. But if you're slouched, if you're not respecting yourself, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to, you're never going to be able to change the world that way. So that's one of my big things that I've been focused on recently is stand up straight with your shoulders back. I like yeah, that. I like that. <laughs> it's physically standing up with your shoulders back, but also mentally. Like yep, mentally oh, yeah. in life and all aspects. Yep. It's just having confidence in yourself, having your own foundation, yep. being able to go from there. All right, so we have, a, pro- we have a producer question. <laughs> um, we ask every guest this. Okay. Um, and we've been taking a tally of what people have said. So we're going to have Althea, the producer, ask the question. <laughs> and you'll give your answer. Yeah. I was kind of gave a little bit of my spiel of how we ask everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stealing your thunder over here. Stealing my thunder. Um, is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? I believe so. Um, if there's somebody's mind I would want to break into, and <laughs> I'm huge into the mental aspect of what makes a winner, what makes somebody successful, I would want to break into his mind. Yeah. Um, watching everything he does, how competitive he is, and like just – he doesn't lose, um, and that's just his biggest thing. He's not physically gifted. I, he is physically gifted, but, like, that's not what sets him apart. Is yep. He's just able to, in his head, he decides he's going to win. He creates it first in his head. So I, I believe so. I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. Yeah, that's everyone so ev- far. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought it would we be a little a single more no debate. Because Maybe that was a bad question to come up with. My, yeah. So he's not I, – I love Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning is my favorite okay. quarterback. <laughs> okay. So I, have, um, I have three Peyton Manning jerseys at home. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I love Peyton Manning. So I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was a big uh, Broncos fan when he was with the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, um, so. Awesome team. Awesome team. Alex, I, I think you love everyone. <laughs> Alex has a running that's list of the. We were talking about Tiger Woods earlier. He loves everyone. Love did you watch Masters? I did. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> was yeah. I've never seen um, golf. You know, nor- normally known as like the calmer sport, but uh-huh. when he won, people were going. Yeah, I was charged. in a room with a bunch of guys that yeah. are just screaming. Oh like, this yeah, is golf. That, that's, all, that, that's you know what? So I don't. I don't not. A, I don't golf. I'm not a golfer. I enjoy watching the, the Masters, U.S. Open, whatever the majors. But I, I've never been more into golf than I was when Tiger was there. I yep. think that's just – I think he's a great example of someone who – he was at the top of the top and then the low bottom of the bottom, and he picked himself back up, and now he's back where he – Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Tiger Woods, too, because yeah. if you I, – I, I relate myself on – I'm the Division three level <laughs> of yeah. that. But I was, like, just talking about, like, he reached the pinnacle. Yeah. But he didn't have his – crap figured out basically in yep. his own life to where like it didn't matter that he reached a pinnacle like that meant nothing to him yep. and he was able to crash and now it seems like when he, you hear him talk he yeah. seems like he has a foundation figured out and now he's reaching the pinnacle again yes. but it's fulfilling to him yeah yeah I, I was uh that was something else <laughs> i was taking it over it. It earlier but uh, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing oh. all right i think that's it I think that's yeah i think gonna, that's it thank you so much today. for joining us Thanks today for having yeah, me. appreciate it It was really great having Austin on the podcast. He's a really, really interesting person. I agree, Alex. I really want him to make me a workout plan for the summer. So we'll see. We'll see if he can do that for me. Maybe. (laughs) Get on that summer grind. Exactly. All right. Now we're going to move into uh, some Masters talk. Uh, It was a really big weekend, the 83rd Mm -hmm. edition of the Masters. Um, Did you watch any of it? I watched part of it. I watched mostly Sunday because I'm a kind of bandwagoner that way. Like, I'm going to watch when it matters. Sure. So, I mean, I did see that. I saw Tiger Woods win. Yeah. I watched... um, Every day, probably for like six hours. Oh yeah, you told yeah. me you woke up at eight a.m. Yeah, to on watch Sunday it. morning I did wake up at eight a.m. because Tiger teed off at eight twenty. 
That is um, dedication. It is. And um, last year, uh, Patrick Reed won, um, and Ricky Flower was the runner-up. But Tiger is the story this year. It's his fifth Masters. His fifth Masters. It was his fifth Masters, his um, 15th uh, major, which is three st- short of Jack Nicholas, who's the pretty much the consensus greatest golfer of all time. But Tiger's right on his heels. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was probably uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, long-term comeback stories in sports history. Absolutely. Um, so I have a little timeline written out of what Tiger went Let's through. Let's hear it. So yeah. obviously he won he, he, from the er, late 90s to the early 2000s. He's just the most dominant athlete maybe in sports. Um, but in 2009, that's when his personal life kind of began to unravel unravel with all those affairs. Yep. Um, a very terminalist time in his life. Uh, then 2011, he had an ACL and Achilles injury at the same time, which isn't good. Well, I did not know that. There you go. There you go. And then 2014, 15, and 17, he had four back surgeries in four years. Wow. And then in 2017, this is pretty much when everyone thought that Tiger was done. Mm-hmm. He had a DUI. He was over, not overdose, I guess, but he had a bad combination of pain medication, and he was found unconscious at the wheel. And when that came out, everyone was pretty much like, this is the last we've seen of Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Little did they know that in 2019 – we would be seeing Tiger put on another green jacket for the fifth time. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, he finished 13 under. Uh, he pretty much it, almost uh, the second back half of uh, the the nine on Sunday, he, he controlled it all. He was winning by two or three strokes, and it was pretty much guaranteed, almost guaranteed that he was going to win um, almost the, the entire late or, uh, early morning of Sunday. Um, but I'd probably call it the top three sp- Within the top three sports moments I've ever seen, it was amazing. Oh. Want me to rank them for you? Yeah, let's let's hear the other ones. Okay, well please. it's not a rank. <laughs> it's um. So I think Tiger t- uh, Sunday, uh, David Tyree's catch um in Super Bowl forty two <laughs> when the Giants upset when the helmet catch. Yep. I was like nine or maybe like eight, but I remember it like the back of my hand. <laughs> um, and then the kick six by Auburn to beat Alabama in twenty thirteen where uh. Alabama kicked that, and Chris Davis returned it for 109 yards, whatever it was, for a touchdown. And then also, I honorable mention Stephon Diggs, Minneapolis Miracle. Of course. Yeah. So Tiger was is your third? You said. No, I'm at no particular order here. I no think, particular order. Yeah, I think oh, okay, I think three. he might be number one, honestly. Oh gosh. But that, I might be just riding that wave right now. But I think uh, everybody was so happy that he won, despite like his personal life and everything he's gone through, to like kind of go through a drought in his like life where yeah. he just. Was kind of doing nothing, honestly, like yeah. golf-wise, or like and personally not doing things well. I think a lot of people were super excited to see him win. It was a huge, huge moment. Yeah, and I mean, he's like he's the most popular figure in golf. Oh yeah, like, it's I mean, not really even close. Like you might not believe it or not, but yeah. I grew up playing on my PlayStation Two. Yeah. Um, my dad had Tiger Woods Golf. Yeah. And I actually played it sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is the best guy in golf. Yeah. Because he's the name of the game. Exactly. Exactly. Tiger so, Woods Golf. Yeah. PlayStation 2. You, r- you rarely see such, like, overwhelming support for an individual on mm-hmm. social media. It's almost always, yeah. like, there's division or hate towards one side. But if you were on Twitter, Instagram, on uh, yes. Facebook, whatever it is, on Sunday, nothing but love for Tiger Woods. I know. That's all I saw. Yeah. My whole Twitter stream was just yeah. people, full Tiger Woods. Yeah. Celebrating everything. And there's videos of people crying. Just really? Like, yeah. It was awesome. I didn't see that. Did you see the video of him hugging his son? Yes. I was about that, to talk about that. That yes. was awesome. And then there was a picture of when he hugged his dad, his dad. back in 19, yeah. whatever, 1997. 1997, yeah. When he won his first match. They were putting it side by side. And yes. That was, that was really cool. I know. It was such a great moment. And I've never heard a gust like that, too. It was like 
more than just like kind of like a golf celebration. Like people were like, it was these people were chanting his name. They were going crazy. I didn't know you awesome. celebrated like that in golf. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's it was just, like, like yeah, but no, it was like it was this whole big celebration. It was awesome. I wish that he would have cried during his post, um, <laughs> in his post uh, round That's interview. He, he didn't, say. but um, he, he well, he won. Cool. What was? Do you know what the purse was for that? I looked it up and they used to be around like eleven million. I, I think, don't know what. I think he he's. Got. Got, I think he's okay. I think he's got enough money. I think so too. <laughs> and he got his green jacket. Yeah, so yeah. and he gets to go to the champions dinner. Yep. And then also gets invited every year back. So yeah, and I mean he's this is his fifth time winning, so he'll so, no, he'll, he'll, he'll play deal. as long as he wants. If he he can come back whenever he wants if he wants to play. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was it was just it was one of my highlights of of my sports watching life. That's for sure. Are you kind of sad it's over now? Well, no, because it's just the beginning of the, ma- of the major season. Oh. We still got the U.S. Open, the PGA. That's true. So you know, hopefully, can win another. Because oh, we're, we're still we're happen? still chasing Jack. We gotta get to eighteen. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but this was kind of interesting. I read an article that they hosted an amateur women's golf championship there before the men played. And this was like the first time ever. So it was pretty yeah. historic. Yeah. Um, so the event marked the first time women had ever competed on that course. Do you know there's only two women that are um, ma- that are members of Augusta? Really? I did not you know have to that. get invited and stuff you like that. Invi- it's yeah. very so prestigious. I yeah. know that. And that's, that's not... That's not very good, but the fact that they had this women's amateur championship, that's pretty... Yeah, apparently Augusta National was really supportive of it, and yeah. um, one of the female sports reporters for CBS Today, she covered it, and she said that she saw at least 100 of the 300 members of Augusta National like in their green jackets working the event, so they were very supportive of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, amateurs are a really big part about, of, like, the Masters weekend because mm-hmm. they they invite those ma- they invite amateurs to I think it's like four amateurs they invite to actually play in the actual tournament yeah so this is just a continu- continuation and branching off of their of their history around the amateur uh, exactly golfers and some of these female golfers are just as like good if yeah. they could they could play with the guys honestly and it's it's just giving it, it's just giving people chances to mm-hmm. show what they have on a big stage exactly um, it's really good by Augusta that's yeah. for sure. And I don't think I need to talk anything about more about it. I'm just really happy for Tiger. You're always um, happy when your favorite people win. I know. Well, everyone's happy for this. How can he not be? Such a <laughs> I, good, I agree. Such a good story. Should we talk some NBA and NHL playoffs? Yes. I mean, you were watching this. Yeah. Well, so the Warriors lost last night. Um, well, last night was Monday. We're mm-hmm. recording this on Tuesday to the LA Clippers. They were winning by 31 points at a point. It's huge. 31 points. They now become the only team to blow a 3-1 lead and a 31-point lead in the playoffs. So That is horrible. But also they have won, like, a lot. But they're also the Warriors. So, like, but this, I'm not sure if this is going to be, like, a if they need to sound the red alarm or this is going to be a wake-up call because 31 points to a Clippers team, who not a bad Clippers team, but also not their innate seat. So... Were you watching the whole game? Did you see it just well, I Guess what? I turned it off because it was you a 31-point lead. No, it was a 31-point lead. So I'm like, all you right, thought it I'm was just done. Be fine. And I went to bed. And no, uh-uh. They <laughs> came back. I look. I saw on Instagram this morning that they came back. I was shocked. I can't believe that. Um, And also, there's a new biggest rivalry in NBA. is Patrick Beverly versus Kevin Durant. Really? So Patrick Beverly's a – I'm not sure. I think he's a backup guard for uh, – Clippers and he's known for his tenacious defense. Mm-hmm. And he's just been getting up in Katie's grill all the last two games, and he's just like he's super, super physical. And Katie's not liking it. They both got ejected. I think it was must have been Saturday. Mm-hmm. They both got ejected Saturday night. I did see that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like the new good rivalry that we're got. I, I'm excited. I'm ha- I'm happy that they came back because that was one one. So that's gonna be 
should be a better series and that rivalry. So we got to see if the if the Warriors respond here because they're obviously I hope over. they do. I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm a Warriors fan, but I would like to see them. I mean, I don't want to. They're like the best team in the NBA. Exactly. The most, they're the most fun team to watch in the NBA, no matter For what sure. your opinion is on them. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see them win. I think they will. Um, they just cannot keep blowing leads like that. No. <laughs> And that I can be a one and done. Yeah, that should. Hopefully, it's a wake up call, not like a worrisome yeah. thing that they're gonna have to deal with the entire time. And also, um, the who was the favorite going into the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, are in big trouble. So they they had a um, they are tied for the most regular season wins ever with sixty two. So this is like a team historically good in the, in the regular season. Um, and they're losing 3-0 to the Columbia Blue Jackets. And they play tonight, tonight. Um, which is Tuesday. So by the time you're listening to this, they might be out of the playoffs, which is ridiculous. This is a team that was not only good in the, in the regular season, dominant. 62 wins. It's just, That'd be rough to be done. I think, right I think the only other team that won 62 games was the 95-96 Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, that's just it's – not, it's not good for the, for the Lightning. That's just – they're 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 used to choking. They choked in the 2015 uh, what was the NHL uh, Stanley Cup final, and this is just not good. Overwhelming favorites are going down. <laughs> That's on, what, uh, that seems to be a common theme here. Common theme here, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not the yeah. biggest NHL fan, but when I see, I watch it. I watch mm-hmm. the playoffs. Playoffs are fun. When I see that though, that's kind of eye popping. That is. Yeah. Well, you have to keep us updated on it. I will. Next episode. We're gonna be probably losing. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that's all for today's show. We hope you enjoyed today. Thanks for joining us. For Alex Panos and Althea Larson, I'm Carly Noble. Do you have any questions about your faith? Or are you looking for fellowship with other Christians? If so, check out Crew in OEC Auditorium on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Also, if you have any questions about the Bible, we hope you can join one of our freshman, sophomore, or upperclassmen Bible studies, which meet at various times throughout the week. To learn more, reach out to us at our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at, at TommyCrew.